What is up, Gen X? Welcome back to the water cooler. It's good to be back. It's been a crazy week as we head towards the holiday season and and look forward to celebrating Christmas and New Year's. But it's it's good to see you at the water cooler. It's good to see those of us who are doing our best to be productive and and to be a, a positive con- contributor to uh, to our society here. A lot of things going on this week. A lot of things to touch touch on. Hopefully, I can get through them all here. Um, a couple quick updates as far as the ever-ending election nonsense goes. It seems like we might be getting to a little bit of an endpoint. We shall see. But um, there was some a big decision quickly made by the Supreme Court to not hear the case brought by Texas and. And it was going to be joined by a number of other states saying that they don't have standing against those battleground states that changed their election rules not by those other than the legislature, whether it was the secretary of state or or the governor or, or, or something other than the state legislative body. But um, the Supreme Court came back, said that they're, they do not have standing. Um, I don't know who necessarily would have standing. I, I'm... Did the, it's a little bit curious. It seems to be kind of a, a unique case and, and something that's new that they would want to take up, but maybe they didn't want to dip their toes into those waters and, and decided to go against it. So the, the Supreme Court shot that one down, and it seems that uh, any any realistic chance of the Trump campaign proving that there was election shenanigans that happened, whether it was outright voter fraud by the Democrats and Biden's campaign or or something else. Um, they, they, they don't seem to have what they need to to be able to prove that out. And just I suspected going into the election that uh, the Democrats would do anything that they could to, to get the result that they wanted. Um, they're very good at it. They've been at this for generations. They know what games to play and what triggers to pull. And they certainly seem to have, have gotten what they wanted. Um, and so, you know, Biden was officially received his electoral college vote. Um, although there were several States that, um, have sent, uh, dual electors forward. It seems to me that it's just a little bit more of sort of a just in case in case between now and January 8th or 9th, whenever it is, um, that the those votes are are accepted by the vice president um in case something comes up that, that maybe they they would pause saying that they would have to resolve these two sets of electors and and kind of open the door for any any last minute uh proof of that that this uh election was something south of honest but uh, it, it seems to be more of kind of a, a just in case in, in case they're able to to put together what they need to, but uh, it, it certainly doesn't seem like like they'll be able to they'll be able to do it. Though interestingly enough, there have been you know some start some aud- results of audits are starting to trickle in, um, and in in one case they looked particularly at the Dominion software, which seems to be sig- horribly problematic and and probably by design. In fact, one of the audits showed that the in their opinion, that the system is designed to create systematic fraud. Um, 
yeah, I, I believe it. I believe that it's probably been in the works for quite some time. Um, they probably felt like they didn't need to in 2016, and they were bitten in the butt by it. And now when when things seem to be not going their way, all the triggers were pulled in, in those battleground states, and it, it swung their way. Much like what we saw in 2012, although that didn't really get the, <clears throat> get the attention that this is. Um, but... In all those battleground states, just like this one, everything irrationally swung um, in, in the way of Democrats, and and they, they, those guys know what they're doing. Um, they 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 can pull that stuff off. But um, there were cases in in as they're looking in Georgia that the the software has like an eighty three percent error rate, and in in all across the country, counties that use the Dominion software, Biden received a 5.6% bump in votes. And it's just all these statistical impossibilities as they slice and dice the, the results of, of this election. It's just impossible. It, you just, you, you, there's no, no one intellectually honest can, can look at that and, and say that, Biden legitimately won that election. Um, and in fact, it's interesting. I was talking to one of my friends from Japan, and he's been following it uh, in, in somewhat apolitical uh, for the most part, but he's been following the results of this election. And and uh, he's been you know, telling me what's been reported in the Japanese media. And, and much of the media around the world tends apparently is the same. And, um, they believe that um, Biden cheated. They believe that Trump actually won the election. And uh, they're wondering how long the U.S. media can get away with lying to the American public, which I thought was just a fascinating, fascinating uh, thing to learn from from that international perspective that everyone around the, the world is looking at us and, and they're shaking their heads and, and not believing uh, what's going on. But, uh, you know, far be it from social media to allow you to, to be able to say it. But at least there, there are some, some honest brokers around, around the world that are looking at that and, and saying yeah, that they don't necessarily believe it, but, um, there, there does, and at least they haven't been able to show that there's any, any overt, uh, cheating or, or be able to have that concrete proof, um, you know, that, that there's any overt cheating, uh, within the campaigns, but they seem to be kind of keeping that door open that there's ev- evidence of interference from foreign countries, namely China, Russia, and Iran. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But it's ironic that four years ago, actually for the last four years, all you've been hearing is that the 2016 election was stolen and that there was cheating and, you know, Russia, Russia colluded with the Trump campaign, and and they stole the election. They used the software to to steal votes, and lo and behold, here we are, where where the evidence seems to show the exact opposite or that exact scenario, but in the in the favor of the Democrats. So, just kind of further evidence that whenever you want to know what kind of games and tricks the Democrats are up to, just pay attention to things that they are accusing their opponents of doing. And then you'll get you'll get a sense of of what types of games that they are playing and what types of shenanigans they're running and and you know that it, it it it's pretty um on the surface able to to see uh where they're going with all that nonsense. Um but there were some very some uh, pro Trump rallies I don't know if you saw last weekend in Washington DC pretty remarkable uh pictures of 
of huge crowds. Um, you know, and again, I voted for Trump, but I don't necessarily love the guy. But there are people out there that just love Donald Trump. And they came out in full force in Washington, D.C. To, sh- to show their support. And predictably, the Antifa thugs showed up and, and were rioting. And, and there were many instances of, of skirmishes and um, that, that happened. And there's, there was several stabbings and, and things of that nature. And, and unsurprisingly, Antifa is playing the victim. You know, the, you know, these, these guys are about as, as slimy as it gets, you know, they're as violent as it gets and they love to play the victim. You know, they are oppressed. They, you know, the government's trying to come down on them and they are, are just absolute human garbage. And the media, they, they're in the press. They're they're willing to go along along with it. In fact, there was one picture I saw that had, and it was this zoomed in on on this angry Trump supporter just jacking this this dude in a mask. And when I say mask, not a you know COVID mask over your face, but like a like almost like a paintball mask, face shield covering the, the whole thing, just jacking this guy in the face. And you know the you look at that and, and I think it may have been NBC News and you think oh wow these Trump guys are out of control. Of course, you know, doing what uh, what they do best. That picture is n- did, did not exactly uh, conveyed the story that that should have been shown because when you zoom out and you see the entire picture, the Antifa thug with his face shield and helmet has a knife in his right hand. And the, the Trump guy is jacking him just to protect himself and to stay alive. But you know, it, it's it's amazing the narrative that they're able to spin. And, you know, social media seems to be cool with it. You know, I didn't see any uh, censoring of, of that picture. I didn't see any any truth uh, footnotes that, that uh, you know, to put that picture in its proper context. But, uh, but they allowed that to happen. And... And but you know those those guys are about as as slimy as any as the press is as the D.C. swamp is and and we're seeing more and more now that a lot of these these the the software and the machines were bought and paid for by Mark Zuckerberg and, and you know it's just it's it's weird how you know the left is just a collection of these weird B-rate wannabe Superman villains you know from. George Soros to Biden to Zuckerberg. I mean, they're just, they're weird. I mean, they, they could all have some kind of, some kind of weird nickname where they're all trying to gain world dominance and, and foil Superman from stopping their, their plans. It's just, it's just so odd. It's just weird to watch these clowns in action, but it's, it's, it, at least for those of us in, in the functional Gen X community and, you know, we we've seen this crap before. We 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 see through their act. We, you know, we're we're not going to fall for the, for that for that garbage. But other n- noteworthy uh, uh, events of the past week, another Mideast peace deal was achieved, and it, I, f- I find that just absolutely fascinating. Uh, this again with Israel, but this time between Israel and Morocco, um, they have opened up full diplomatic relations between those two nations, and and you kind of take a pause and and to see the success that that Donald Trump has had from an international standpoint, and that alone, I think he d- would deserve to to have remained in office. Um, you know, being able to pick up the pieces from the absolute dumpster fire that was the Obama presidency and particularly in foreign relations. If you remember the Arab Spring 
and everything that happened in Syria and Libya and Egypt and and um, it was just an absolute disaster. Um, they they left things just in in a, in a horrible state, and they, all the money that they gave to Iran on all this paper cash and pallets that they they gave to Iran for nothing, um, and to to turn right around and and to to put together and broker five peace deals in the Middle East. I mean, think about it. We're talking about peace in the Middle East. Who, who would ever thought that would happen? Certainly not in our lifetime. You know, we've, we've grown up watching news or you know, crazy things happening in, in the Middle East and all the rock throwing and, and gunplay that that's happened over the years and missiles being launched back and forth. And to be at a point now where we have, we've had seen five Middle East peace deals in, in the recent months, I mean, more than any president in history. I mean, you know, Barack Obama got a Nobel Peace Prize for existing. And then here, Donald Trump is his administration brokers five peace deals in the Middle East with Israel and, and neighboring countries. Just absolutely remarkable. You, you got to hand it to him. I think it's just it's a remarkable, remarkable achievement. Probably as, as good as he was with the economy. I, I, I think that's far and away his his greatest accomplishments and, you know, and his, his attempts in trying to to pull us out of conflicts in in Iraq and in Afghanistan, you know that's that's certainly you know what, what I'm all about now. You know I'm, I'm but uh, you know we're probably seeing about face. You know we can not expect uh, this type of success to last with with the clown show that's going to be uh, entering in in the White House. But you know, he, you know Trump and his administration certainly deserves a lot of credit. And I, I think even Sudan has been recently removed from the terror list. Just Remarkable progress that they've made. They don't get the credit for it, but uh, you know, tip of the hat to them. Um, it, it's truly remarkable what they've been able to, to achieve. And also, as far as achievement goes, the Pfizer vaccine is, is now rolling out. The Moderna vaccine has been approved, and that's going to be rolling out. Um, that's interesting to watch on a number of levels. If you remember from the campaign trail and from the the debates that happened you know trump and pence were mocked every step of the way when they said that a a vaccine is coming it's going to be here by the end of the year um the press mocked they they accused them of giving the american people false hope said that he's going to kill people by giving them false hope remember biden just in the last uh in the last debate said there were going to be another 200,000 people who would die between then and the end of the year. Well, here we are, you know, there, there haven't been another 200,000 COVID deaths and we're rolling out vaccines contrary to what that, uh, to what that prick was saying. Um, but you know, remarkable achievement that, that they were able to, to, to push that, uh, push that forward. Although many of us, I, I, I think are, are understandably skeptical, about the viability of a of a vaccine that was put together so quickly, I get it. I'm right there with you. You know, my doctor said, you know, told me no one under 60 should go anywhere near it. You know, women of childbearing age should go nowhere near this thing. But they are rolling it out. Um, they're 
understandably giving it to healthcare workers first. Um, you know, but you know, a couple funny things in the past uh, past day or so that, that have come from it. Um, you know, Mike Pence uh, had this you know live receiving of the dotes on 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 uh, broadcast on TV, and there was this one uh, nurse. I don't know if you saw it. <laughs> just just the optics could not have been worse. The, the, this this one nurse, bless her heart, you know, she's, she's taking this, this vaccine live on, on TV to show that it's safe. And, and as she's answering questions from getting the vaccine, she freaking passes out. <laughs> I, not, not to say that, that, that is, it's from the vaccine. That means that alone means don't take it. I'm not saying that, but boy, was that funny. <laughs> that was freaking funny, you know, and live on TV showing the efficacy of this, uh, of, of this vaccine and, and the chick passes out. That was just awesome. I loved it. <laughs> that made me, that, that made me LOL, right? That, that was, that was some good stuff. Um, but uh, even even if you receive the vaccine, you're still being told you still need a mask. You can still spread it, uh, you know. And you know whatever happened to my body, my choice, right? You know, it it seems to be thrown out there when when a leftist wants to kill a child. But heaven forbid you you say as far as the vaccine goes or the ma- or mask goes, my body, my choice. No, 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 no. That is not your choice. That is the government's choice. But. Uh, you know, sucking babies down a drain, that is my body, my choice. I, you know, but that, that crowd sure goes quiet whenever anything other than abortion comes up. Uh, but I digress. The, the, but the vaccine, rousing, rousing success for, for the Trump, uh, Trump administration, particularly Mike Pence, who headed up um, the, the executive committee on, on the vaccine from the get-go. And, you know, they seem to have pulled all the right levers you know to get where we are and and they deserve all the credit in the world uh one other bizarre story you know, out of washington you see the how eric swalwell the 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 flatulating uh, congressman from california um it was revealed that he had was infiltrated by a chinese spy a number of years ago where he he befriended this this woman who turned out to be a Chinese spy, and it's still unclear as to what, how close that relationship was, what type of relationship that they had. Um, there's some some breadcrumbs that were thrown out there. How you know she was you know, really close with the family, and his his father follows her on social media, and they were liking a number of posts of even recently of, of hers. Um, it's just it's really bizarre um it's it's we're, i think we're only scratching the surface with this thing but it just makes me pause and think what what if that were a republican representative i mean th- this we're talking about a guy who was one of the main cheerleaders of the russia hoax you know this clown was calling president trump an agent of russia an agent of putin and here he is with a, being his inner circle was infiltrated not by a an agent of russia but an agent of china uh boy where to go with that one um I'll, I'll keep an eye on that one but you know it, it, there's never you're never short of examples of hypocrisy um when it comes to the political left and this is certainly just one along a long line of 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 hypocrisy from from the left but that's that's uh that's where we are we'll see where that one goes
Um, and some interesting items that, that come out in the world of sports. And this is the type of stuff that I'd much rather talk about than all the nonsense from Washington. But um, particularly the NFL and the MLB had a couple of interesting things that came around this week. Uh, first things first, the NFL, their viewership continues to crater. Um, I will admit that I'm part of that, although it's in the, it's not entirely unrelated to the fact that my Chicago Bears are awful and they are just continue to be a, an abysmal organization from the top all the way down and their GM is, and coach again are in hot water and in all likelihood they'll be fired. So that's that as a Bear fan has kind of kept me a little bit disinterested and and I've only sort of kept half an eye open to the rest of what's going on. So I'm a little bit part of that viewership crater. But it's been significantly uh, or a significant amount of decline enough that advertisers are now starting to demand, to demand adjustments to what they're receiving as far as their um, their advertising commitments are. Um, it's, which is interesting. You know, that's, that's a disaster for for the NFL. That is everything for them. Um, but, uh, they, uh, they have been in, in hot water for quite some time. And, um, and as they, and they continue, especially after this past summer, um, they continue to embrace a, a very leftist agenda, a very SJW forward agenda, and it's doing them no favors. Um, so I, I I don't know what what their end game is with it, and they seem to be doubled down doubling down on this. You know they you know pay tribute to some another violent cop killer who is who brandished a gun, and and we never know the full story before before they make their judgments on it and put their names on the back of their helmets. But um, they they seem to be doubled down doubling down on their their woke agenda, and it it's it, again it's doing them no favors. Now if you want to talk about you know, you know, people who are are terrorized by police. There's this, this video that came out from February of 2019 in Chicago, which is no surprise. Um, you know, we have all kinds of nonsense that goes on here, uh, particularly with the police. But th- this one poor woman had the, the police barged into her home in the wrong home. She had nothing to do with 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 uh, what they were looking for. They went in the in completely into the wrong home, and and she kept and she was a social worker, and and many and in cases during this thing, she was she was naked. You know, they bust her from bed, and she and they had a, this a comforter around her. This, this poor woman, absolutely terrorized, and she was just in tears, saying, "It's not me. I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything." She's in her freaking home. You want to talk about you know, victims? Yeah, you know, talk about that poor lady. I get it, you know. But uh, they keep doubling down on on uh, on these uh, these violent offenders, and I just don't get it. Um, the MLB I made an interesting uh, interesting move this week, where they are integrating statistics from the Negro Leagues into their record books. Um, which is interesting from, just from uh, you know a fan perspective with, and, and baseball being such a statistically driven sport. But I have very mixed feelings about this. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm again a huge baseball fan, but I'm very intrigued by the Negro Leagues and and I'm and I a little bit I thought it was curious on this because I know there the the statistics that have come out from the Negro Leagues aren't completely reliable. Understandably so. You know they. they you know, we we don't know how many home runs Josh Gibson hit. You know, it's in all likelihood he he may have had more home runs than 
than Babe Ruth and, and Barry Bonds, but uh, we we don't know. Um, but and to put them on par with everything else, I think is kind of curious. Um, and I I do worry about you know what their the accomplishments of those players being watered down a little bit if they're just kind of folded into the rest of the major leagues. Yeah, I I I think it makes all the sense in the world to understand and appreciate what those guys did on their own and and honor them as such you know i, I think it's very like likely that you know satchel page and josh gibson were two of the top 10 greatest baseball players ever um and to take away from the fact that they had to play in their own leagues and not in the major leagues i i think kind of if, if we lose sight of that it, it cheapens a little bit what those guys did but I, I thought that was interesting. Um, but I'm willing to, I'm willing to listen and and, and hear how, how they're going to make that happen. Um, it's interesting just you know, being a baseball fan and someone who likes history. I thought that was uh, interesting. But it, also in the world of sport, we seem to continue to have no shortage of, of race baiters, as uh, and, and unfortunately as. Uh, we, we continue to see, particularly in the media, um, there's. Well, first, there was a lot of uh, fear over you know, that the execution of Brandon Bernard. He's this guy who, 21 years ago, um, killed this this couple who were Christian missionaries, and they stuffed him in a in a trunk and 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 shot him. And, and then the wife at the he was still alive when they put him in into the trunk and and lit them on fire. And she was pleading for their life. Um, you know, he was his final appeal was was denied and and he was uh, executed this week and and boy social media just lit on fire I, and I just didn't couldn't understand what the angst was on this um the guy did it um it, it didn't seem to be a, a, a case where you know, it's mistaken identity or where DNA proved him um to be not not the perpetrator um but anyway, the, but the, but the, I, what I thought was interesting was just the, the the fear that erupted on social media, and probably unsurprisingly, they they were complaining um, and comparing this guy and Dylan Roof. How is Dylan Roof still alive? And and Brandon Bernard's being executed. Dylan Roof is white, and Brandon Bernard's black. And there you go. Well, first things first. The Brandon Bernard's crime happened 21 years ago. Dylan Roof's five. Dylan Roof has been found guilty. He has been given the death penalty, and he is going to be executed. Um, he's going through his appeals just like Brandon Bernard did, and eventually, that piece of garbage will be put to put to death. And um, not soon enough, as far as I'm concerned, that that guy was an absolute monster. You know, he he went into this church with these these people who accepted him and and took him in, were friendly to him. Um, and, and did something that you would think a, a Christian would be willing to do, and he shot him for it. And it's just absolutely disgusting. It was heart-wrenching uh, what, that, uh, what that guy did, and he deserves to be put to death. But to compare him to Brandon Bernard, I thought, was just an absolute joke. Um, it, it was not only was embarrassing to those, to those idiots, but um, it, it just cheapened their point. Now, and as far as um, race baiters go, again, there are a couple, a couple of... ESPN or ex-ESPN uh, personalities who stepped into the game this week. The one weird one, I don't know if you saw Jamel Hill, you know, the the ESPN former ESPN anchor you know, from Michigan State. Uh, you know, she was interviewing Jake Paul, this, this YouTuber dude, who was it was in a 
they had a boxing match with Nate Robinson, who used to play in the NBA, and um, it just it made the rounds where Jake Paul and just a couple of couple of uh, shots just absolutely laid out Nate Robinson cold. Um, and then as they're interviewing him, they were were asking him if knocking out a black man, a boxer, a black man is racist. And they were serious. And and he tried to turn it into a joke and, and talked about his training. And they were dead serious and, and, and kept interviewing him. And, and it was just, it was strange. I, I, I don't understand their take on it. I mean, are we, are we now going to say if you sack a, quarter black, a quarterback who's black that that's racist? I mean, it is striking out a batter who's black, is that racist? Is hitting a home run off a pitcher who's black, is that racist? I mean, I, 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 my brain was melting trying to figure out where they were coming from. And, and if they were serious, they seemed to be serious. It was, and it was, it was truly bizarre. Then you had Dominique Foxworth, who's, uh, uh, one of the talking heads on ESPN. And he was saying that he's happy when Josh Allen quarterback of the Buffalo Bills makes mistakes because some of his fans support the American flag and like dogs, <laughs> two things he despises. Uh, okay, dude. <laughs> sure, man. I, I, I don't know what to go with that. You know, I'm, I'm not a fan of Josh Allen and, and it has nothing to do with his background. It has to do with the fact that he plays for the Buffalo Bills and I don't care about the Buffalo Bills, but, um, that seemed to offend Dominic Foxworth. I don't know. And, and he, and he used that dislike of, of, the American flag or people that like the American flag and dogs as a reason to root against this kid. It's just, it's weird again, like, but you know, our, our culture is an ash heap. You know, we are, we are on fire. Rome is on fire as we careen towards the end of, of this year. But we do have some things to look forward to. We have some holidays to look forward to and, uh, and a new year celebration and, and hopefully get some things back to normal as this vaccine rolls out but uh i hope each each of you enjoy your holiday season merry christmas happy hanukkah and enjoy your time with your families enjoy uh celebrating the things that uh, mean the most to you and we'll be back with you again at the water cooler to break it all down until then stay cool gen x